This is a Federal News Network podcast. Nearly a quarter of employees at Veterans Affairs say they've experienced sexual harassment at work in recent years. The Government Accountability Office finds VA's anti-harassment policies are confusing and that its reporting structure creates too many conflicts of interest. VA says it's making changes. It's updating policies and training and rearranging leadership. But that all may take as many as four years. No one's thrilled with that timeline. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. About one in four federal employees say they've experienced sexual harassment at the Department of Veterans Affairs during a two-year period. That's according to a 2016 survey from the Merit Systems Protection Board. The numbers are worse at VA than the rest of government, where 14 percent of all federal employees say they've experienced sexual harassment at work between 2014 and 2016. The Government Accountability Office says those VA numbers are likely higher. That's because VA doesn't have a centralized system to collect and track harassment complaints, and individual managers don't have to report instances of sexual harassment to a central VA office. VA leaders who oversee sexual harassment complaints are also in charge of hiring and promotions, and GAO says that creates a potential conflict of interest at the department. Pamela Powers is VA's acting deputy secretary, and she says the data from GAO and MSPB is dated and things have changed since 2016. Ensuring VA is an ethical and accountable organization that has a welcoming and safe environment is something that Secretary Wilkie does take very seriously. In his first few weeks on the job in 2018, Secretary Wilkie sent the message right from the top that VA will not tolerate any behavior that creates an intimidating, offensive, or hostile environment. And he has reaffirmed that directive each year to our staff, and he consistently sets an ethical tone from the top. This is incredibly important to me as well. As a 30-year veteran, this is personal. And I also use VA healthcare, so it's personal. It is of utmost importance to me that we have an organization that I am proud to share with my brothers and sisters in arms. To that end, we have ongoing, targeted customer service efforts and employee engagement efforts, enhancements to training, policies and programs, and significant outreach to our women veterans. VA did agree with most of GAO's recommendations on how it could better prevent sexual harassment. But the department says it may take years to implement them. And that didn't sit well at all with members of Congress on both sides of the aisle. Congressman Mike Bost is a member of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. When I tell you that I'm going to go down the same path as the chairman and also the whole committee chairman, and I think, you know, we don't want to beat a dead horse, but this one's going to get beat, okay? And here's why. I I really need to understand this, because we all have to answer to our constituents. And our constituents are veterans and all of those that have VA facilities. And when you get recommendations... And you agree with the recommendations, and then you say it's going to take to 2024 to put in the changes necessary. The constituents that I deal with that I have to talk to, I think they think that there is rocket time, there is standard time, there is turtle time, and then there's bureaucracy time. And the problem with bureaucracy time is no one can understand why it is that the federal government always has to take too long to implement so many things that are vitally important, and this is vitally important. Members say VA's timeline is especially frustrating, considering GAO issued similar findings and made comparable recommendations back in 1993. 
Mark Takano is the chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. Here's Takano with VA's Acting Deputy Secretary Pamela Powers. I'm sorry, I read you a statement from 1993 GAO report. It took you since 1993 to come up with training materials. So, I mean, so chairman, I, I'm, I'm yeah. growing impatient with, with this. Yeah, if I can just comment one on one point on that. It's not a problem of not having training. We have training. We have mm-hmm. too much training. We don't have consistent training. We have an overarching training policy, but then every administration has developed their own. Some of it's outdated. Some of it's not needed. So unless I'm missing something, Mr. Siderly, that's really the the problem is we need to make sure that this is focused. Dan Siderly is VA's Assistant Secretary for Human Resources and Administration, Security and Preparedness. The deputy has charged us with ensuring that we get our arms around what is the right training to the right people at the right time so that we have uh, deliberate uh, not only how-tos but what-ifs on all of this training. And to the point, one hour of mandatory training across 400,000 employees is 400,000 hours that they don't get to contact our veterans. And so we want to make sure that we don't add to it. We want to make sure, frankly, that we have less, but that it's just in time. It's micro learning. And so we're working very hard to do that, along with the bystander intervention training, the national provider training and such. VA's hired a chief learning officer to review and focus existing training options. That's because the department's talent management system has 285 different courses on addressing workplace violence and 130 different training options on disruptive behavior. VA officials say that's simply too many, and new sexual harassment training will be available for employees by the end of the year. Budget cuts to VA's general administration fund haven't helped the department properly oversee who receives what kind of training and whether it's really effective. But beyond better training, GAO also suggested VA rearrange its leadership and reporting structure so that equal employment opportunity program managers aren't handling sexual harassment complaints and hiring and promotions. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission had a similar recommendation for VA back in 2017. But the department disagrees with the suggestion. It does believe EEO program managers at Veterans Health Administration facilities should report to a central entity. The department has started realigning some of its EEO program managers, but it says budget cuts to that general administration fund prevent VA from making these moves more quickly. VA won't finish those EEO realignments until 2024. Here is Acting Deputy Secretary Powers. We have to realign 134 EEO program managers from VHA to HRNA, and that comes with it resource requirements. That comes out of our gen ed budget, which historically keeps, unfortunately, getting cut. In fact, I think in the mark, we just got another $59 million cut in our gen ed. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that that gen ed budget isn't overhead, you know, headquarters waste, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It is a specific enterprise program such as EEO that we really need that funding for. We believe that that's a priority. We do want to move that over. But the reason why it'll take till 2024 is because first we need the resource to do that. And then we need to hire all 134 of those folks or bring them over from VHA, which takes time. Still, Congress thinks VA could move more quickly if it wanted. Chris Pappas is the chairman of the House VA Subcommittee on Oversight and Investigations. I still think we can do better than 2024. You mentioned the resource issue. I think this committee would be happy to work with you to advocate for those additional resources. 
but you need to be clear with us what you need and how we can work together to cut down that time frame because people are waiting and people are experiencing harassment today. And I know you take that seriously. And I think four years is too long. Nicole Lagrisco, Federal News Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. Will you and everyone you work with lose their minds if you don't use Upwork to bring in more talent to help? Yep. Can you afford to spend months finding that talent the old-fashioned way? Nope. Can you hire them in seconds on Upwork? Yep. Is it complicated? Nope. Can you have them as long as you need? Yep. Longer than you need? Nope. Is Upwork a newer, better way to work? Yep. Is this commercial over? Nope. What about now? Yep. Upwork. This is how we work now. 